This is Rogues on the Road with Matt Froman and Rich Marshall, where we talk food, travel, craft beverages, and everything in between. All right, welcome to our maiden voyage. Rogues on the Road, virtual reality. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rich. I'm uh, Matt, and uh, this is actually this is our first official podcast, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of spend the show discussing uh, about how we got started, the history, who uh, we are, what we want to be, yep, uh, who we don't want to be, and who we don't want to be. Uh, we've got some uh, craft beverages that we're gonna have uh, a little nosh halfway through. Um, and then we'll explain a little bit about uh, how our podcasts are going to go uh, uh, in the future. But first, what's Rogues on the Road? What's Rogues on the Road? So, so y- you want to? It's a TV show that um, we head to an area, we highlight the area, we gather ingredients by the form of hunting, foraging, or fishing. Yeah. Uh, the ingredients have to be sustainable. For uh, the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, we challenge the chef to cook with the ingredients that were gathered. Yep. We pair the meal with a local brew or some kind of beverage cra- craft of beverage of some kind. And um, there's a whole education component behind the ingredients in the area, and um, we throw a ton of adventure in there as well. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of adventure, a little bit of uh, a pain. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, not too much. <laughs> Uh, you know, every time we tend to go out, one of us tends to be accident prone. But uh, it's that, usually I, me, right? Yeah, it's part. <laughs> That's all right, man. You're, yeah. you're good to do it all. We got. It. We're gonna go. Um, all right, so we'll let, let's talk a little bit about our history. Um, before we start, we kind of want to have some kind of beverage that we have with the show. So um, we thought it'd be kind of cool to do something a little unusual. Um, we actually have a cider. Can I? Can we put it up in front of the camera? Yeah, Can you see it? Okay. Um, these r- actually, Rich. Sexy glasses. Rich has got the Rogues on the Road official pint glass. It's the last one. <laughs> yeah, there might be a couple knocking around yeah. in there. Um, so this is a cider. From uh, our the, local orchard? Yeah, it's from Harvest Farm, uh, Harvest Moon Farm in North Salem, New York. They're about an hour outside of New York City. Uh, great farm. They produce a bunch of different ciders, but this... It was really funky, and they ran out, and they actually gave us a bottle just kind of for the for this e- this evening. And it's really freaking good. Yeah, it's colored with beet juice. It also has a little hint of beet to it, so that kind of earthy, kind of funky uh, note to it. But it yeah. really, really works well. And um, it's a dry cider, and apparently you can't drink too much. Um, you, can, you can try. Well, yeah. Well, it, it turns your turns your poop red <laughs> so that was the warning they gave me so all i'm right, just I'm right. passing that along to you so Good like like one or two pints that's it so cheers. cheers uh cheers to all of you that are watching we know we've got a lot of fans out in the uk that are watching and um they were contacting you which is really exciting like, let's get going on yeah. this. Get, i guess we're going so cheers cheers mate cheers cheers, cheers. all right so who are you mate who am i uh i'm currently drinking hold that's really good. Earthy, right? Yeah. It tastes like, it's like, I would never have thought beet and cider would have gone together, but it does. And it works for this, and got a little jazz going, it's kind of cool, I kind of dig it. I'm thinking uh, a rhubarb version of that, too, for next year. 
Oh, that's kind of cool. We'll have to throw that out, eh? Oh, kind of like a citrusy rhubarb cider? Yeah. All right, we'll throw it. If they're right. listening. They're listening. All right, plant it. Cool, mate. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so... Um, who are you, mate? Who am I? Um, so my name's Matt. Uh, my last name's Froman. I got made fun of a lot when I was a kid uh, because I grew up around uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Hey! <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> I guess I'm the Sausage, Sausage King, King of Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Wieners. So um, I grew up uh, just outside of New York City. I grew up in a small town called Chappaqua and, uh, when it was affordable. And um, spent most of my life there. And my parents, great parents, love them to death. Uh, they are the ones that planted the seeds to, to really who I am, a love of the outdoors. Um, we had this beautiful plot of land behind our house that we didn't own but we were allowed to go out there and that was like where all of my imagination kind of went to um so that's my love of the outdoors grew up with the boy scouts my father was active in the boy scouts and and then uh my mother is the reason why i love food and love to cook and i'm definitely not a chef but uh love to cook there you go um and uh went to school there uh Great, great school, uh, Chappaqua Schools District, I guess, and went to a Horse Greeley High School, for those of you that know. Um, That's in Chappaqua? It's in Chappaqua. Huh. And went to, uh, I didn't do really well in school. That's right. And uh, it was tough. And I, um, I, I graduated. Uh, it was not easy. And um, went to college and couldn't get a job after college. And I originally went to school for theater, okay. and uh, there were a lot of actors out there, so that didn't work. And uh, <laughs> that's why you're here. <laughs> they were a lot prettier than I was. <laughs> um, and uh, so I graduated and um, didn't have a job. I did the acting thing for a little bit, and then I went to. Um, I, I got lost. Uh, this was a little bit upstate New York, got lost and went to this place called Deconic Outdoor Education Center, was asking for directions, and they gave me directions, and uh, I left, and I turned around and said, this is a really cool place to work. This would be awesome. It's like an outdoor education center. And I um, turned around, and I, I, went, up, I went up to the, the program director at that point, and I said, are, are you hiring by any chance? And he said, yeah. So cool. interviewed, and that's and this is where it kind of connects later on. Right. Um, for those of you that are listening, um, and um, worked there and uh, worked there for on and off for probably ten, fifteen years, and uh, then decided to take that kind of outdoor education and became a teacher. Um, went back to school, got my master's, became a teacher in elementary ed, but ended up teaching private school. What did um, you teach? I taught science. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, all these are like little tools for my life toolbox. Everything yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. adds up to what you and I are doing right, right, and right. what we've been doing. Right. And uh, I taught um, I taught actually up in North Salem, New York, which was just actually right near the farm. Next to the, uh, the cidery. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to that. And um, so I went, from, I went from there to... Um, uh, basically teaching at, in North Salem, left there, went to a private school, taught private school for uh, almost eight years. 
and um, and then this happened, which all of you are going to find out how it kind of came to be. So food, adventure, life, um, definitely teaching was, uh, I love it. I left the classroom. Uh, I work now full-time for a distillery. That's what the kids drove me to. So. <laughs> Drink so, and then make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after, like, Breaking Bad, everyone's saying it was either this or meth. <laughs> so, uh, keep it legal. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I work for Taconic <laughs> Distillery. So I now currently work for a distillery. I love it. I love every day. Um, but this is this is my passion as well. This is our passion, right. and um, you know the whole travel bug, the food, the knowing where your food comes from, where your ingredients come from, um, the fun experiences that kind of come along the way. Right. That's awesome, and that's kind of how. That's a little bit about me. There you go. All right. Very good. What about you? You make my life sound really boring. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm from Cambridge, England, not Australia, not New Zealand, not South Africa, as I hear every freaking day. Good day, uh, sport. Good day. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. Um, I met a guy from, from New Zealand. His name's Mike. Do you know him? Well, you had that on the chairlift. Is actually Mike was in Australia. Yeah, was in Australia. And I still don't know. You still don't know. No, no. You're looking out for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on it. I had something else the other day similar to that. Nah, gone. Yeah. yeah so uh, grew up in Cambridge. Um, so Cambridge, like university, but did not attend the university, obviously. Alongside Darwin, who? Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, grew up in Cambridge. Um, cool city. Yeah, really cool. Actually, you don't you don't appreciate where you grow up until you grow up and return there yeah. and go. I was dragged around these colleges every Sunday after church. And they're stupid. But you go back now and you're like, I was a lucky fella. Yeah. So uh, so I went through school, left school at 16, flunked my exams. You and me both. Did another year uh, to try and fix that, flunked those two. So I went straight into work. Um, I found a career working with adults with disabilities. Um, cool. Did that for a few years. Um, what did you do when you were working with... Uh Adults with disabilities, what were you? This was a, a position came up for a one-to-one -one support worker for an elderly guy uh, who had challenging behaviours. Oh, wow. So I worked with him for six months. Um, that contract ended, so I ended up working in the hospital as a porter. Um, what? Taking bringing luggage? Taking, <laughs> taking, well, <laughs> kind of. Taking people from their wards down to occupational therapy departments oh, okay, for, okay. for therapies and okay, stuff like okay. that. Okay. Uh, did that for a few years and then found myself back in the world of working with adults with disabilities and doing it, uh, community, community integration, right. getting them out of institutional settings, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, um, because that all ended you know, back, back in the 80s, no 90s. Early 90s, yeah. we were trying to broaden horizons and hit the real world, you know? Right, right. Um, so I was on a contract with them, uh, which looked like it was about to end, so I signed up to come over here to work summer camps. The summer camp was at Taconic Outdoor Education Centre, where you worked presently. Um, and I started working there in uh, 96. Uh, my work back in England gave me two, three months a year to come over and do that work and then return back to my job in England. And, and that's something that's totally different than American kind of jobs. Like right. I, after knowing you for so long, like and knowing friends from the UK, it's, right, it's right, like right. it's a good thing to. Yeah. Hey, you know, you're gonna take off for two, three months. Yeah. 
um, go get experiences to bring back here and yeah uh, it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and, and that's not really quite looked upon <laughs> You know, here it's yeah, like, yeah, so you're yeah. going to be gone for how long? Yeah, have a <laughs> yeah, nice day. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did that every summer from '96 uh, through 2001. Uh, met you in '98. We worked together, and I hated you. Uh, that's 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 yeah. that's where we we started. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. can I pause you for one second? Go for it. Okay. So those of you that don't know Rich, or you're getting to know Rich, um, I worked a very short time with. Uh, with these adults uh, with with various disabilities, and uh, you, out of anybody I have ever met, is you are a you're a whisper for this population. <laughs> Thank you, you. I've never seen anybody work and 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 actually get to people. Um, that really need getting to where where most other people have failed yeah. or have given up. Yeah, I have, and a, I have a few theories about that. The whole book and the cover thing. Don't judge what you see. Just assume there's a huge amount of knowledge and independence and all that underneath the skin. You know, just yeah. and they're trying to f just find their way, find their voice. They're probably doing it easier than us, man. Yeah, and you're you're good at finding people's voices, well, which is you. pretty amazing. Thank so. you. So, uh, yeah, so that's where I met you, and yeah. not, we got thrown together working in the cabin. Uh, I, th <laughs> I thought you were the obnoxious Yankee white socks. So this is, well, this is where it really started for us, right? Yeah, from, yeah, that's where I met you. And what, this was like 98, right? Yeah. 98, okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, worked every summer through to 2001, then 9-11 uh, happened and I couldn't get yeah. home. So uh, for two or three weeks, um, I remember you finding me work. Yeah, I mean, it's, so wait, let's let's dial back a okay. second with the camp. Camp is where it started for us. Right, that's where Rogues and the Rogues started. Yeah, that's where our relationship started. Right, and you always tell this, but you hated me. Yeah, I, I thought you were right. I know you. I you didn't, didn't realize you thought I was a dick, but that's fine. That's right. <laughs> uh, um, and so. We got. Through. It only lasted like a week or two. It did, but but that's because we had that one night where. Oh my god! I forgot about that. Yeah. Go for it. So. <laughs> so, this is what kind of cemented our 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 relationship, um, and it all starts with one night. And that's not what you're thinking. It's <laughs> 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 not what you're thinking. Um, <clears throat> so we 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 get this. What was it like around? It was late. It was like 10, 30, 11 p.m. Yeah, one of one of our campers had gotten sick, and no, we had to take him to the hospital. Well, we took him to the nurse. He was complaining of stomach right. issues and cramps and all that. Right. So we ended up taking him to the hospital. We took him to the hospital. And this was my first night on, and I was like, oh, my God. I, I didn't know what to do. Right, right, right. And uh, we had a night of trying to pull urine samples. <laughs> Uh, uh, what else? Trying to aim it into the cup. Oh, God. Temperatures. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. X-rays. Now, you remember the only way this poor, this, who we love and we knew for many, many years yeah. after, and um, we couldn't get him to do the X-ray. Remember that? Right, right, right. And we... we <laughs> find he was shaking. The, this poor, oh, this poor guy. He was so scared. He was shaking and... Um, 
we had to get him to to, to get an X-ray of his, of his, I guess, kidneys. Right. And uh, what did we do? You remember that? We asked him to smile. The smile for and the camera. Sh- <laughs> He's shaking. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, he, so he took the picture. And we're like, dude, if you take the picture. We're done. We're, we're going to the diner. And we're going to get, you're going to get a brownie sundae. Yeah. Right? So, and that's what we did. And at like 5 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Was it like With five? the diner. Yeah. And this guy, this guy ate a brownie sundae like he had just returned <laughs> from like... Hell. Uh, yeah, had never yeah. experienced what ice cream was right, or right, brownie, right. you know. Uh, you know, right. This guy, I mean, we just watched him eat this thing, and it was, a, it was the best thing that ever happened. So we, then We called his group home the next morning, and apparently he does it all the time so he can go to the diner and get a brownie sundae. Yep. <laughs> Champion. Yep. And that's <laughs> and how it started, that's, yeah. and that's how it began. Uh, and, then, and we laughed. And uh, 19 years later, we're best mates. That's it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of that's where it Yeah, and uh, is he still around? He's got to be. Yeah. If not, his legend is. He's oh, uh, just a great guy. Great guy. All right. So so then 9/11 couldn't get back. You uh, man, you were teaching kayaking on the Hudson. Yep. For uh, an interesting woman. Yeah. And I, and uh, I, I was doing the uh, 300 mile bike, oh, bike trip. Work. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, so I, we were working together, and 9-11 happened. I couldn't get home for a few weeks. Um, carried on working. Within those two weeks, I was offered an 18-month internship program to teach people with disabilities kayaking. And this, um, and this, by the way, for those of you, it's on the Hudson River. This is about an hour and 15, 15 north yeah. of New York City, right yeah. on the Hudson River, just opposite West Point Military right. Academy. Beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Hudson Highlands. Yeah. And, um, yeah, offered an 18-month internship program. Went back to England, did the paperwork. You did it from this end. That's right, yeah. You ran to me 18 months. I came over, met my wife, God bless her, and the rest was history. Yeah. And we started, we, we were basically kayak guides on the Hudson River. Right. And um, that's kind of where, that's where the kayaking part of Rogues on the Road started, which is kind of an integral part of the whole story, so to speak. Um, So then, so then it was uh, um, Ira and Peggy. Our our instructors. Yeah. And very good friends. And I hope they're listening right now. But Ira and Peg are, um, they taught us basically everything there is to know about kayaking. Absolutely did. And they had two unbuilt um, 19-foot Chesapeake mahogany kayaks um, that we were donated. Yeah. Um, you were working at the Maritime Aquarium at the oh time. Oh, God, that's right. They had a boat building shop. Yep. We spent a year every weekend down there building these uh, 19-foot kayaks. Yep. And then for some stupid, crazy reason, we decided to try them out in the middle... In the middle of the ocean of Maine. Yeah, that was really stupid. Stupid. Yes. And we were really lucky. And stupid. But I'm, uh, yeah, but I, if it was any other kayak, <laughs> like, kudos to Chesapeake Kayaks. Yeah. Like, those of you that want to build kayaks, Chesapeake Kayaks, great kit. Um, you know, these are tanks. These yeah. are absolute tanks. And the tanks held up. Um, in the in the next part of kind of the story here, yeah, where yeah. we decided to do our maiden voyage for a whole week, yeah, carrying all our water because we couldn't get it from the ocean, right? 
Right. So we, we planned a trip. We started in Portland, Maine, and we launched from Portland, Maine, and spent a week island hopping right. and camping. Right. And we had to be careful because we did had to play on the water because we obviously Collins and tides. I, and I guess shit. I, I guess health reasons. You really don't want to drink seawater. Nah, maybe no, not. Maybe yeah, not. no, no, no. <laughs> and uh, so, and then we had to, you remember the brown moths? Remember yeah. we had to watch out. Yeah, we there were there were certain islands. This is up in. It's an invasive moth, and this is up in. I guess up in the main area. Casco Bay, right, right? Yeah, it's an invasive moth. I think it's called like a brown moth. Anyway, they have very, very fine hairs on these moths, and hmm. they shed. And if you breathe in these hairs, it causes all sorts respiratory. of respiratory issues. Wow, and we, there were a couple islands that we couldn't stay on because yeah. of those moths. And um, But uh, that's kind of where it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all started. We we launched out. We had to get tides. We had to get currents. Uh, learn all of that so we knew when to launch right. because there there was a good what ten foot tide. Yeah, I think you were the bottom of a ten foot wave, and I was at the top of it at one point and shitting myself. And then we just oh, no, prior just, to that we just we paddled up to a lobster boat. That's where it started. Yeah. That's where Rogues and the yeah. Road started. Yeah. And, uh, There's all these cool starting points. Yeah, and we just pedaled up to the lobsterman and asked if we could purchase a couple of lobster from him. Yeah. So I think we paid 20 bucks for two two-pound lobsters, Yeah. strapped them to the back of our boat, and then headed for the storm. Yeah, well, we're, we didn't know it was a storm. No. No. We, I mean, we saw the island. But we also, I think we had like curry tuna or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah, probably. laughs> like, it just was not, and we're like, why? We're out, we're, we're in Maine. And there's a lobster boat. There's lobster boat, there's, there's mussels, there's all this great stuff, so let's, yeah. let's, have, let's have a feast. And that's yeah. how we did. And then we, we went towards the island, and that's when all hell broke loose. Yeah, wind coming one direction, tide going another direction. I think there's two tides clashing. Yeah. And, uh, you were paddling all your might and going nowhere. Yeah. And uh, at one point, we lost each other. Right. We couldn't see. So we're, we're paddling towards the island, but when you're going on the down part of the trough of the wave, you disappeared right. or I disappeared. Right. And there was, that was really yeah. – we were yeah, – we were, we were hurting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we yeah. finally got to the island. We did. Pouring rain. Found some uh, fresh mussels. Yeah, cooked up our uh, lobster and mussels on yeah. some seaweed. Yeah, and said everyone should get to do this. Yeah, let's write it down and. And this was, this was like what? It was a while ago. Fifteen years ago. Uh, yeah. Tw- yeah Twelve, 12 years ago. ago. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a while ago. It was a year ago. Yeah, this it was good. exactly one year ago today. <laughs> today is the anniversary. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we met a. Um, a production company prior to this who told us they were always looking for new adventure ideas and et cetera, et cetera. And well, that, but that night when we were in the tent, and actually not when we were in our tents, we were actually sitting by the campfire having the, the lobster and the mussels and had a couple of good beers. That's when we hashed it. Like, we should do this. Right. This would be, we thought, right. it would be a great show. Yeah. We did. Anyway, so so put it down on paper. Um, we didn't know what to do with this information, so we just started shipping it out. 
Yeah. And for a year or two, just hit production companies and a, a production company out of Canada um, called Tracking Productions. That's right. Les McDonald yeah. called us up and was all excited about our concept and said, if you want to move forward with this, you need to, you need to produce a pilot. Yeah. I can come to New York or you can come to uh, Banff, Canada. Yeah, and we had, we had just before this, we had chatted with a few people about what we should do and how we should go about it and right. coming up with different concept ideas and right. and um, and we won't talk we won't talk much about it but we did it we did a TV show before this which you, you fans you know, our fans can look us up it's called bragging rights it's terrible <laughs> but we look young yeah we do and uh, and we had met that producer and we had said we had this idea, right? And that's where we kind of started like heading right. it out to him, and then, and then we finally, and that's what always happens. Like, even to, even today, up to this point, like we we do it and we keep going, we keep going, we keep yeah. going, and you, you, I'm like I'm not ready to give up on on like sending it out to somewhere, you know. But you just keep doing it in the background. I'm and shopping, man. And finally. Finally, that's when Les hit us up and yep. produced that pilot. Yeah, he said, "Let's shoot a pilot." Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Did you have any experience shooting a pilot? No clue, mate. No. We went out there for five days. Yeah. Uh, end up sleeping in a pop-up tent at the top of a mountain. Oh, this was the best. So in the middle of nowhere, Banff, and uh, it, we were shitting ourselves because we were going to be filming the night before. But. Do uh, so. Take it back to how, like that whole summer, we were basically producing it. Because remember, Les, Les was like, "Oh, do you want us?" You remember he said, "Do you want to come out here? Right, have right. have them come out, have the production crew come out to New York and shoot a pilot out right. in New York." Right. And we're like, "We're coming out to you. We'll come out to you." But then we had to find content out there of that would work for the structure of our, right. of our show. And that content took us Weeks. an entire summer yeah. to, I mean, I think from like June to almost August right. that we were like putting this together. Right. And finally we went out. Right. And we, we thought, we, <laughs> like we just kind of went out blind. Yeah, totally. Totally. But the first night he put us up in his camper van at the top of a mountain, middle of freaking nowhere, and yeah. I, I'm like, there's got to be a bar around there somewhere. And you're like, you're having a joke. So I'm like... <laughs> all, right, all right, put so pause for one second. Go on. Those of you that know Rich, we could be in... We could be on Mars. And Rich would be like, all right, mate. Where's the pub? Let's get... Oh, now it's... Now it's... Let's go to the pub. But now it's... No, oh, we'll get Uber there. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll, we'll Uber it. Yeah. We'll, we'll Uber it home. Yeah. yeah, there's a pub. There's not a freaking pub everywhere, but your pub dar or whatever it's called, you find it. I, I'm pretty good. Yeah. So, so, top of a mountain. Yep. Little camper van thing. Freezing cold. Yep. I'm like... Middle of summer, by the way. Yeah. Freezing cold. Yeah. Snow on the top of the peaks. Yep. I'm like, let's go and find the, go and find the bar. So, we went to the... Uh, we went to the reception of the campsite or wherever it was yeah, like, yeah. is there anywhere around there to have a beer and they're like you're gonna be lucky but there's there's a youth hostel just <laughs> just down the road and they have a tiny little bar in the basement yeah. and you'll be really lucky it's open so we wandered off down these creepy old stairs in the youth hostel we open the door and there's about 
a hundred women in their twenties singing karaoke. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> Great. You, you do know our wives are listening. So we, we behaved. Yeah, we were, we were and, always uh, good. We, end, we ended up. That was a and you. That was a great night. Was, we had night. all this, all this like pressure and organizing and right. planning and putting everything together and all the phone calls and everything. We finally get there and we're shooting the next day, and we're at this pub, and it was in the middle of nowhere, up on the top of just on the hills over Banff and. There it was. It was awesome. It was. And we had, we definitely had a few beers. Yeah, we did. And we had a few too many beers. Yes, we did. And then we had a few too many beers and decided to do karaoke together. And we got and up and sung I Will Walk 500 Miles mile. by the Proclaimers <laughs> really badly. But we got people going. Late. I was awesome. It was brilliant. Yeah. It was great. Brilliant. It was really good. Yeah. And um, it was just a big release for us. Yeah, yeah. We made it back to our camper van. And the next day it started. And we spent five days shooting our pilot. And you were shitting bricks. Yes. We were bullshitting bricks. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and we plucked it out of our ass. We did. You just do it. Yep. And I had, I ended up falling in love with Tim Horton's coffee after okay. that trip. Because that's where we met almost every single morning before we mm-hmm. went and shot. And um, we, I, I, you know, it's amazing that we were able to get this together. And this was completely financed by us. Uh, completely supported by us and obviously our wives right. who we love dearly and have supported us a gazillion Time. times over the past few years. Yep. And um, it, it was an awesome pilot and the cinematography and we're going to actually show we're going we're gonna to play a portion of the pilot um, and it can just give you an idea of what we do. It kind of, the way we've been describing it is it's kind of like I don't know, like a Anthony Bourdain meets Andrew Zimmern meets Rogues on the Road. Bill Nye meets meets Matt and Rich. Matt and Rich. There you go. You know, um, we're we're up for just about anything, and uh, yeah. So, do, do we want to want to yeah, show a little bit play. of pilot? Okay, yeah. all right. So, this is the pilot. I'm Matt, and we're in Ben. And on this episode, we actually, are the actually last day we shot this for trout, we're going to be hunting for mushrooms. Oh, yes, this and is the best. Lonnie, a, a executive chef uh, from the Camor area, is actually going to be preparing the meal on the Bow River. On the Bow River. So sit back, enjoy a little taste of what all of this has to offer. Good luck. We're on a quest. A tasty quest. We're out to travel the world, see new places, and find new tastes. New tastes that we'll create using only the ingredients that we find when we arrive. Each place we visit, we're going to be cooking meals made only from locally acquired ingredients. Ingredients we'll gather ourselves, despite the great personal risk. Wait, what personal risk? Never done mushroom hunting before. Uh, Didn't know anyone did mushroom hunting. I thought it was like a kind of a dorky thing to do. I didn't think people went mushroom hunting because I thought everyone's going to be tripping all of these mushrooms that they Can we pause eat. this for a second? Yeah, but do you think it's kind of funny that we are? All right. That was scary. We met yeah. Mar- we met Marty. So Marty the Mushroom Man. A little eccentric. A little eccentric. This guy knows everything there is to know about mushrooms. He's part of the um, Alberta... Mycological society, that's the one. if you can say it. Yeah. Say it, say it, Rich. Mycological society. That's what I said. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, 
This guy knows all the Latin names for mushrooms because there's too many common names. Right. The guy, unbelievable. Yeah. And we went in. Not seeing a thing. Not seeing a thing. But we also, we, we didn't do like a background check on him, did we? <laughs> no, no, no. no he, like even to this day, man. I'm like, yeah, this guy's like, oh, yeah, you can eat that mushroom. You can eat that mushroom. Yeah. You can eat that mushroom. Yeah, no, that's, oh, my God, that's worth hundreds of, you know, hundreds of dollars an ounce. Right. But we trusted him. <laughs> we had to. Yeah, and we did. Yeah. And uh, it was, oh, mushroom hunting. I still mushroom hunt. I, I love it. Yeah. I, know, yeah. I still find it a bit dorky, but that's right. But I'm the dork. There you go. I'm fine with that. Cool. All right. Foraging for mushrooms that we're actually eating in, in, a, place, in a place called Dead Man's Flats. I mean, we, we had met Martin, and he was brilliant and just was meant for mushroom hunting and knew everything about it. But So he tells us. So he tells us. Right. So he could have been tripping us out left, right, and center. Yeah, he came down from another... Right. Maybe he just happened to show up. Yeah, no, that mushroom's good. Go ahead, eat it. Here yeah, we go. It's good. Here we go. Three weeks later, you're, you're looking all jaundiced. This from my kidneys are dying and... Uh, <laughs> When we first went in, did you see any mushrooms? I, I didn't see nothing for yeah. about two minutes. Yeah. As soon as I saw one mushroom, I saw 5,000 mushrooms. Yeah. They were freaking everywhere. It was the strangest thing because your eyes get attuned to it very quickly. He got quite excited on some of the some of the finds. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. God. oh my God! Where'd you find that? Holy Ooh. smokes! What are they? Hey, you got the find of the day. These are our Alberta chanterelles. Cool. This is what we've got. Oh yeah, hey. The hedgehogs are okay, but <laughs> this is the find of the day. All right, I'll give it to him. Amazing haul. That, oh my God, those mushrooms. They were so good. Fishing. What's well, the freaking point? <laughs> I don't really see the point. When I see the point, it, it, it's... Uh, what's the word? It's very time-consuming. <laughs> that's the point. But it's not really a sport. It's more of a waiting game. Sorry, but you... All right, so pause for one sec. But you do it. Like, you're happy to do it. It's better than a day at work. Well, absolutely. You see... <laughs> and, and, and it'd be nice to catch something on occasion, which I rarely do. And we have fished a gazillion times and together. And nothing. And we rarely catch. Yes. But that, that will change. Although my bachelor party, I got the uh, catch of the day. Actually, you did. I did. And you won the pot. I did. You did. Yeah, dude. That's right. That's probably already and we cooked the whole thing for them as well. It was probably already on the end of the pole before I cast it out, I don't know. No, it wasn't. Okay. You, you killed it that day. That <laughs> was did. really good. All right. All right. got to be, you, you need to know, you know, where you're fishing, how the fish, you got to think like the fish. You, you got to hope this fish there. You have to think like the insects and, and turn over stones and it's like a... It's more of a waiting game. I don't want to fish, I want to catch. If I was guaranteed to catch every time I freaking put my hook in the water, very excited. So this is probably the most boring thing to film ever. You guys standing with a pole in the air. <laughs> we knew we were going out for mushrooms and trout, um, and we wanted we wanted it the mushrooms and trout meal paired with some sort of ale or whatever. Um, so we hit these guys up, and they were great. And uh, he talked to us and showed us around his establishment. He, he was excited to be doing it, and share his passion for beer right and we didn't and we didn't know whether we're like all right should we have a beer while we're doing this and sock broke he's like totally. why wouldn't you in a freaking pub yeah uh beers please <laughs> he's like uh round for, <laughs> round for the house yeah. he was listening something that would really pair well with a, a nice fresh trout yeah some fresh mushrooms we have this uh really interesting product that we make here we wanted to show people that you could make a dart beer that drank 
clean and crisp. It's a real unique product that can only be made with this water and it can only be found here. This is our lower bankhead black pilsner. Um, Slower. This is our lower bankhead black pilsner. You know, if you have the richness of the, the brook trout and you have the, uh, the amazing uh, variety of <laughs> weird mushrooms. He, he, he wasn't into the mushrooms. <laughs> So we've got the mushrooms, the trout, that really wasn't going to suffice the whole meal. Right. So um, we hit up the uh, Banff Farmer's Market, yep. which was really cool. And Cristal and Jolene. Jolene was the one who ran the Farmer's Market. When did it start? When did it actually start? Last year. This is only year two for this us. Oh, wow. Two. Yes. So it's, it's grown so quickly. We're now pretty much at max capacity. So pause, pause for one second. We are challenging. Real quick. This was one of the coolest, this is the coolest farmer's market I've ever been to. Would you agree? Just to let you know, Peggy is watching. Peggy! Oh, that's awesome. Hi, Peg. That's awesome. Sorry. Say hi to Ira. Largest farmer's market. Best farmer's market ever. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, West, yeah, West Coast, California. Pretty impressive. This was This was, this, this, was, was this was really cool. impressive. And they had, one, they had one solid rule here. Make, bake, or, or grow. grow. Right. And that, that's the only rule. Right. So. The chef tonight to cook a meal for us. And we have two main ingredients, the wild mushrooms, and we have um, brook trout. And we're looking for a few side vegetables and extras to match those, and maybe you can help us out. Awesome, I can totally help out with that. That's great. And you're, why is that move? We've got striped marble tomatoes, black That does the weirdest. We, have, we are challenging the chef tonight to cook a meal for us. And we have two main you. ingredients, the wild mushrooms, and we have um, brook trout, and we're looking for a few side vegetables and extras to match those, and maybe you can help us out. Awesome, I can totally Thumbs help up. out with that. Thumbs up. What's this? Awesome. Right. <laughs> what is that? That is, awesome. that is uh, uh, terrible. I'm pretty sure, can you put up like Wayne's World? <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Everyone has so many varieties. good. I know. Crazy. Yeah, thousands. Literally thousands really? of varieties. And with all different tastes. Uh, the taste, yes, different tastes, different textures, different shapes, different sizes. Cool. So maybe we'll do kind of like a variety. Of yeah, those. yeah. And then was the big grand finale. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lonnie uh, from the Baron Bison Inn. You're you're asking a chef, an executive chef, to to come out to a campsite. Bow River campsite. Yeah, Bow River campsite, and right on the Bow River. Absolutely yeah, gorgeous. yeah, it's cool. The water's like freaking turquoise. Yeah. I've never seen water that kind of. Yeah. Um, and he met us there, and we uh, gave him the, the brook trail that we had got. Uh, <sighs> so good, dude. Wild mushrooms. Mushrooms from Mushroom Martin. And uh, the old produce, from the, the produce from the farmer's market. And he got excited. Wow, he did a great job. They look amazing. Um, the smells are just really yeah. doing it for me. And those colors, eh? Look at that. Yeah, beautiful, gorgeous. beautiful. And again, you're doing it super simple. There's no magic ingredient in this. I, I know you probably wish there was. No, 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 no. no. I saw a great with, with yep. nature. This, this, don't interfere with these flavors. I mean, they're just so nice. Uh, it would be a shame to ruin them. And he, uh, he took on the challenge of preparing the trout four different ways. I thought he was just going to do one different way. Yeah. So, um, oh, really? Simple. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it is. So what do we got? We've got... So, oh, pause for one second. So those trout that you see there, those are invasive trout. Those are the brook trout. They were accidentally released in this, in this river, 
and you can't fish these rivers that we were in. We right. were we were given special permission by uh, Parks and Trout Unlimited to, to do this, but we were able to eat all the invasive trout that, right. that we could get. Um, and the reason why they're so small, if you're looking at them, you're like, oh, those are kind of small trout. Um, because the water is just so ice cold all year long, there's no, I mean, it is just... Yeah, um, they really don't grow at the same rate. Right. Um, they grow actually grow much faster than the, the cutthroat right. trout. But right. um, yeah, I mean, good things come in small packages. You Thank know. Go for that. <laughs> trout. This is the flower trout, and this is the apricot peach uh, jam marinade. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Colors, presentation, everything is absolutely beautiful. It's pretty darn good. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thank you thanks for joining for us. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Lonnie. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, sir. It's delicate. It is. There you go. <laughs> Cheers. 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 And we lived. Oh. Somehow. Oh, wow. Were you nervous for the mushrooms? Not too shabby. I was. Right. I was. Very good. Everyone was passionate about what they were doing, and it all culminated. And it all came together on a freaking plate. <laughs> so uh, thanks for watching, and hopefully you'll see us again. No, you will see us again. There you go. We'll see you in the next <laughs> yeah, episode. That was cool. So thanks for watching. Cool. So that's our pilot. Yeah, that's our um, that's our pilot. And uh, you know, we've probably got I don't know how many uh, ideas and how many. We have about twelve scripted, and. Um, I'm sure during this podcast yeah. we'll hit on a few of those. Um, we've also done a bunch of events following the pilot that we put together. So, um, uh, uh, so many of our friends wanted to see the pilot once it's produced, yeah. so we we rented a local movie theatre, um, filled it with about 200 people. Uh, prior to that, one or prior to the showing. Um, a friend of ours who owns a farm-to-table restaurant, he wanted to do like an... Rich at... Uh, so this is Clock Tower Grill up in Brewster, New York. Right. He wanted to um, get some of his local vendors and do like a cocktail hour and ended up being, I don't know, 10 different local vendors oh, and about 200 people. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think that... <clears throat> so we, we kind of pitch our, our show, our idea... Our, who we are by doing these events, right. as opposed to just saying, hey, why don't you just show up and see a cool show right. or see a cool pilot and just watch it. We wanted people to have an experience before they saw the pilot that, that emulates our ideas, right. our philosophies, right. who we are. Right. And um, that was awesome. That was awesome. That, that, was, that was the beginning of us deciding to do events. Right. Um, and if we could afford it, we would do events all the time right. because it brought everything together. Right. And this particular event was so cool because what we did was we invited 10 or 12 chefs from around the area. We said we would give them the protein. We'll give you a sustainable protein. You have to come up with some kind of recipe. Right. Um, and then present it at a live event right. to to a public audience. Right. And we did that first at in at Red Hook Brewery in Portsmouth, uh, in Portsmouth New Hampshire. We used sustainable uh, soft shell lobster and oysters. When and you, oysters. And we filmed it it's on our YouTube site. If you want to check it out. Yeah. And um, we 
Oh, we went out on a lobster boat. Um, so cool. yeah. Got educated on them. Yep. Picked the traps. Blah blah blah. Yep. Uh, went out to an oyster farm in one of the bays. Um, hung out with them and then cha- yeah. challenged the uh, local brewmaster yep. at Red Hook Brewery to make a dark pilsner. Yeah. Uh, using those ingredients. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it, it's, it was. So we had a lobster and beer made with the lobster and oysters. Right. And it sounds disgusting, but it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. We we had the fishermen show up so the people could. Pe- people were trying. The public tried lobster, soft shelled lobster, probably 15, 20 different ways. Right. They got to talk to the fishermen. Right. They got to sample the beer. Right. They got to see the pilot. So it was this whole big event. Right. And we did the same thing at Clock Tower Grill. And that that was really cool because we, for that event, we went to Evans and Evans Farm, which is a Katahdin sheep farm. Up in the Catskills? Yeah. And they were putting down a bunch of older sheep that were just... Mutton. Mutton. Yeah. And we said, and we're like, well, what do you do with the meat? And they weren't... I don't know. What, where did they go? Where did, what did they use? Was it like going know. for like... I, I don't know, uh, meat yeah. products of some... It wasn't yeah. really going towards human consumption. Right. So we challenged yeah. about 12 to 15 local restaurants to produce samples for an audience of maybe 400 people um, at, at another event that we did. And um, we had local breweries and distilleries. Yeah, it was cool. And, we, we, we yeah. Gave, yeah, we gave each restaurant almost 30 pounds of mutton. Meat. Yeah. And we said... You know, do yeah. something with it, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh god, mutton. Yeah. So it, it, and it turned out. I think Evans and Evans said like one restaurant chain in in Brooklyn ended up taking their whole taking flock. taking each year when they put down the older sheep, right. um, ended up taking it and and rebranding, right. not calling it mutton. Right. I love mutton. Like gamier, if it tastes like a sheep's backside, right. I'm in. Right. I'm good unless it's unless it's sheep kidneys. What event were we at recently? It was last year, the CIA. Dude. It was the worst meet I've tried in my life. That was the worst and I want to say and, was, and best experience I've ever had. And I want to say it was lamb testicles, but don't think no, it was. No, it was, it was lamb kidneys. Tasted like testicles, I'm sure. I've never tasted anything so horrid. It was. It, I had to have two. It wasn't bad. <laughs> you remember that? It, they weren't bad. Let, you know... The culinary right, yeah. put on this incredible yeah, beefsteak. Yeah, yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. But one of the things you have at a beefsteak are these lamb kidneys. Right. And you thought it'd be a delicacy, but I it really it wasn't. Right. And it literally tastes like a grand. Those of you that are listening or know the area, know Grand Central Station. Yeah, you know Grand Central Station, like the seventies and eighties. Yeah. The bathroom, uh, what, oh, it, what, yeah, it, what yeah, it smells yeah. like. You know that smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It tastes like the take smell. that smell. <laughs> take that smell of a dirty old bathroom and put it on the plate. And and the the urine was that was just horrid. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't rotten. Right, that's right, exactly right. what they were supposed to taste right. like. And there were plenty of people at that place that were like, "This is amazing. This is incredible." Yeah. I had and, to have two. <laughs> and tasted for about three days afterwards. Yeah. And it's, it still tastes like that. So anyway, yeah. So we, we we try and get these ingredients and maybe not the lamb kidneys yeah, we'll give them up. yeah. is that cool I'm alright alright right. Right. so yeah, um do we so do we want to pause and do the we got a couple of we got like a food oh yeah which is pretty cool 
And and I'll come over to your camera because you've got more space. Do you want to come over to my camera? Yeah. Okay. How much time we got left? We, we got ten like minutes. ten minutes, give or take. All right. All right. So we're gonna take a break. We're, we're not going anywhere. Richie's gonna come over here. Um, we do. Uh, we're not gonna do this every week, but we will do it every other week. I'm sorry, not every other week, but whatever comes up. So. Um, all right. All right. So what we got here? A uh, good friend of mine. O'Sullivan produced a porter bread, which is, I guess, a bread using. Oh, nice. They use Guinness. You can use any kind of porter okay. uh, in, instead of water, and uh, it smells fantastic. Oh, let me smell. Oh, it smells almost like a. Almost smells like a pumpkin spice bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what else is in it. But I tried to research, but you got it with Irish butter. Okay, so it's called what? Porter bread. Porter? Porter. Like porter the beer. As in porter the beer. Okay. They use Guinness. Okay, so you're not using water, you're only using Guinness. Correct. Okay. And then your yeast products and your flowers. So you're making the bread normally as you yep. would, but yep. obviously there's like raisins, yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. you can see it on the camera. Yeah. Right? Can we show it? Kind of. There we go. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. dense, it's a thick bread, um, it's definitely dense. Uh, it looks like it's got raisins. Uh, definitely smell like baking spices. Um, you can smell the porter, which I'm assuming is Guinness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, good old Irish or, or stout. Is it stout bread or porter bread? It's called porter bread. Porter bread, yeah. okay. So maybe it's not Guinness. Curry gold butter, root not to. And the English version is anchor. Sounds a bit like anchor. And what are you, you going to go with it, mate? Oh, okay. So how wait, he's going to butter this up. So <clears throat> this is a uh, whiskey, um, which is kind of interesting. I think it'll pair well. Uh, it's called Oishi. It's a Japanese whiskey. Uh, it's made in by the Oishi, uh, Oishi Distillery in southwest uh, Japan. And um, it's actually kind of cool. It's one of the only whiskeys, which is actually not a whiskey, but it is a whiskey. It's actually made 100% from rice. Um, and so if you make something from rice, a distilled spirit from rice, you're going to call it a soju. But it's been aged in oak, so... So it's you, like a sake? It's not a sake because it's been aged. It's produced in similarity like a whiskey and like a sake. Right, right, right. Um, but they age it in sherry barrels um, and brandy barrels. Oh, wow. So by law in Japan, you can't call it a whiskey because it's been aged. But again, you can't call it a soju because it's been aged. So what do you call it? Uh, sorry, you can't call it whiskey because it's, it's not made with, with barley. It's made with right, right, right. Uh, rice. Right. Um, but the Japanese are very nice because they allow the United States to call it a whiskey. It's made from a cereal grain. So it's super light and floral. It definitely tastes like uh, a single malt scotch, a very light, delicate single malt scotch, uh, similar to those of you that have had like maybe a Hibiki Harmony, um, but it's got a nice little spicy finish. Sure. Um, but it's hard to believe that this is actually made from rice. Stop so. talking about it. Well, what, 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 do we have something to pour it in? No, just finish your cider. All right, I'm going to finish my cider. So I'm going to pour a little bit. All right. Pour a little bit. Yeah. Right over there. All right. 
Taking your whiskey? Yeah. You can take it from the bottle? <laughs> All right. This is a good, oh, it smells good. It's good. It's like, um, there you go. It's like, um, what are you trying? The bread? I'm trying the bread. Definitely needs the butter. Yeah. It definitely needs butter. Damn. That was really good. good. It's like a dense, almost like pumpkin bread. Mm. I love the dry fruit. Dry fruit's really good. Mm. Uh, Kerrygold Irish butter doesn't get any better. Got it. That was really good. And who made this? Deidre's mother. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. All right. That was it. So if you're listening, Deidre. Mrs. Sullivan. Mrs. Sullivan. Of course she makes amazing stuff. Yeah. Um, what were you saying? She's a son of a... Yeah. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Uh, Oishi, uh, Japanese, we can call it whiskey. It's kind of a whiskey with no no. Oh. Told you. Yeah. Not good? Smooth. Yeah. Would you think that's 100% rice? No, not at all. Because sometimes sakis can have a little kick to the nuts. Absolutely. That's not bad. Uh, people say this has like a high rye finish, almost right. like a, like a, an American bourbon, okay. high, a high rye bourbon. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And, it, and then in this actual distillery, they actually, in their rice fields, they actually have koi fish. They they have koi fish swimming in the rice fields, actually eating the invasive plants. Oh, really? Yeah. That's which smart. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. Yeah. So um, uh, you can get it around the area. Um, it's called Oishi. There's a place up in Yorktown, New York, called Suburban Wine and Liquor. They actually bought a single barrel of this. They really? Yeah. I know exactly and that, that. And that's the first one. That's right near where you work. So yeah, Yorktown, yeah. New York. It's called Suburban Wine Liquor. Um, and you can get it there. Very good. Um, and if you want the recipe for the the bread. Oh, you might pay some good money for that. <laughs> we'll work on that. There you go. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to end up putting recipes, blogs, all, all that on our website. You can yep. come to our website. Roguesontheroad.com. Uh, yep. Roguesontheroad.com. Uh, our Facebook is Rogue Ex- Rose on the Road Experience. What is it? Rose on the Road Experience. <laughs> Rogue. Rogues. On the Road. Experience. Experience. Um, and then our Instagram is Rogue Experience. So you can find us there and follow us there yeah. too. But um, our website links them all, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. There you go. Cool. So next. Next podcast, week. which is in two weeks. Yes. We're going to Great Britain. Yes, we are. Britain, Britain, Britain. That's our favorite show. So um, I'll take you home for a little bit and take you with us. Yep. Matt's been there a few times. Yep. Um, all my British people, give me some topics and some input. And uh, yeah, we will spread the British love. Yeah. Reach out to us yeah. uh, on go to roguesontheroad.com um, on our social media. If you have something you want us to talk about regarding the UK travel, food, adventure and the queen craft beverage, maybe the queen little Britain God bless the queen God bless the queen um, that's where we'll be next uh, no, not next week, two weeks right? two weeks tonight yeah um, so uh, yeah, tune in then that'll be our first like official kind of show that's our f- first destination our first destination yeah. of many yeah, that's right um, and we- yeah and we're planning on a international destination every podcast. Yeah. So, uh, Un- unless we do something f- like if we do a road trip or we do yeah. a, you know, 
you know, yeah. something fun like that. We'll make you a badass. You'll be able to call in. We're going to set up so you can call in. Yep. Uh, we're going to be doing some interviews, which will be really cool. Um, we're going to be talking, uh, kind of doing what's what's new in the news as far as travel, food, adventure go. Yeah, yeah. Um, if there is something you want to dare us to do. Um, oh, God. Don't put that out there. <laughs> You'll, you'll definitely find that, like, you'll do stuff that you're not prepared There's to do. no freaking way I'll do it. And vice freaking vice versa. And vice versa. Although, I usually try saying. You do it always. Yes. I And I'm not that way. We'll get there. Yeah. I have no problems eating crickets. I do not eat cockroaches. You did. I'm also not crickets. skydiving. It's the same thing. That's right. That's right. No, man, a, there's a lot more chitin. It's crunchy. Just, it gets caught in your teeth. Just it's just no. Just a little bigger. No. Actually, I think the one I had was pickled. Dude, that's just not right. Yeah. No. So, that's no. the same night. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thanks for your support. Reach out for us on uh, roguesontheroad.com. And um, see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Awesome. Cheers. This is Rogues on the Road with Matt Froman and Rich Marshall, where we talk food, travel, craft beverages, and everything in between.